Oh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes hmm. you just, you need to go old school, don't you? You need to just strip it back to basics and uh, you need to just get back in touch. Go back to the well, you know? Okay. So for this week's opener, Cory, we're going to go with a classic, right? Just an absolute Ooh. classic. Just a nice fucking meaty, full on case of the murders how do you feel how do you feel about that <laughs> i feel great about you that. know i'm excited yeah just enough horse shit let's have a really fucking good murder shall we um so all right all right oh this is so fucked up it's february the 20th it's february the 23rd right it's 2022 okay um, fairly recent murder uh yes it's approximately 3 30 a.m all right okay and uh we're in green bay wisconsin Ah, home of the Packers. Home of the Packers. Um, I definitely know what that is. And <laughs> talk to me about Green Bay. What 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 is Green Bay of 2022, 2023? What kind of area are we talking about? What kind of I have no idea. The only thing know? I know Why about Why don't you know this? <laughs> the only thing I know about Green Bay is yeah. the Packers and that their fans wear cheese hats. That's uh, <laughs> that's really the extent of it. So you can't give me any insight into life in Green Bay, Wisconsin today? No, I, I can't do that for Damn. you. <laughs> I mean, I can have a stab. Wisconsin at... is like a, Wisconsin is a weird spot to me. Like there's some areas in the United States that I have like no real sense of except like their accents, you know, <laughs> something like that. But like, yeah, like I could be, It's they've got cold winters. They have mm. interesting accents. I know nothing else about what it's like to grow up in well, Wisconsin. <laughs> let's say that they're they're good people, earthy and good natured. Okay, sure. The people of Green Bay. Um, but <laughs> on February the twenty third at three thirty, one Tara Pakinich is in Stony Lane, Green Bay, and she, I don't mind telling you, has made some fucked up discoveries in the basement of her home. Uh oh. Yeah, real bad. Uh, if you wish, you could find yourself some dash cam footage of this very evening, uh, oh, where okay. an officer upon entering is shown to the basement of Tara's home and is pointed towards a bucket, uh -huh. a bucket covered only by a towel. All right. Yeah. And on lifting the towel, the officer sees what is unmistakably a human head inside the bucket oh okay. head in a bucket head in a bucket listen what okay. could be a better way to kick off a, sure. a late september jack of all graves and a fucking head in a bucket right mm, now a quick search of the basement reveals a tote bag soaked in blood okay in the tote bag is a hollowed out human torso hollowed out eviscerated uh, organ by organ, by the look of it, forensically unpacked this hollowed out human torso. Not empty, though, because a, a human foot has been shoved up into the organ cavity. They took all the insides out and, and put a foot it in it. With outsides. <laughs> shoved a okay. fucking human foot up in the organ cavity. Numerous plastic bags in the basement uh, containing other organs. Um, taking another look inside the bucket, the uh, victim's penis is also in there. It's also in the bucket uh, with two bloody oh knives goodness. alongside the head. Okay. There's a blood-soaked mattress on the floor. Head, a head two a knives, a peen. Knives. 
Exactly. And the exactly. torso and contains a, a foot. And the torso has a foot in it. Okay. Uh, so that's the kind of, that's the scene that, that we find ourselves in this February the 23rd, in Green 2022. Bay, in Green Bay at 3.30 a.m. Lovely people. Earthy. <laughs> honest. Really? Just, yeah. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. <laughs> salt of the earth. But in this particular house, cock in a bucket, head, <laughs> knives, foot up a torso, you know. That is good. truly, Blood like, soaked. that is really sticking with me right there. Like, well, just the foot. foot in a torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've that is all one the of the most bizarre removing details. things from the torso. <laughs> and and putting a foot in it. Jam. It, I think one of the things that strikes me about that is it feels almost like the kind of thing a kid does with, like, a Barbie or something like that. You know, like, yes. Yeah, like, you would ah. always do, like, kind of bizarre right. stuff with a right. doll. Now, you know? I've never... I've never killed anyone, right? Sure. But I had some unusual action figure behaviors. Right. Like, I think most kids did. I think that's like, you know, your your two things are you're going to make your Barbie scissor and then you're going to do something <laughs> very violent with them. That is a universal thing. So, I was, I obviously, I was super into my Kenner Star Wars figures, yes? Sure, yeah. Now, I would simulate... <laughs> I would simulate freezing Han Solo in carbonite uh, by putting him in a jug full of water and freezing him. Oh, okay. Right? That's clever. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and as he would melt, you know, I would play in behind. But what I'd also do with some figures is I would stand them on the, you know, like a three bar heater, like a fire that you would have in your living room if you were a poor like me. If you were poor, a three-bar heater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-bar heater, three kind of... It's like the thing like you guys have in your bathrooms, yeah? No. No, not like that. I don't know what you're This is an electric heater. Yeah. And anyway, I would lean my action figures against the three-bar heater and thus melt their faces. (laughs) So satisfying. It's super, super, super satisfying. Um, You also get to rearrange them a little bit when they were still soft and melty, you know? Oh, sure. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. Anyway, Uh, I never went on to murder anyone. Go on. We had like a brook or like a creek between my house and my next door neighbor, Jenna's house. Yeah. And I remember one of the many things that we we did with uh, uh, Barbie was that first, like we took the head off. Um, uh-huh. And then we like dropped a match on the inside of it. So it kind of like melted wow. until like yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. the match went out pretty quickly. This is also mm. probably the fumes from that were very toxic. <laughs> we're like, ooh. This oh, is super fun. toxic. Spontaneous um, combustion Barbie. Yeah, right. So we like kind of melted it. And then we tied like dental floss around mm. its like neck and ooh, then Corey, hung it in the, in, the, um, in the creek. And then, like, it was like an El Nino year, and we just watched as this thing would just, like, basically, Whoa. like, bob helplessly in the water um, and become, like, increasingly, like, algae-covered until finally, oh. it, you know, it ripped off the string So you would return away. to the scene of the crime. Yeah, and exactly. And check in on over, the decomposition of your you know, victim. Mm-hmm. This is problematic. Anyway, listen. It is, yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the basement, right? Back to right. the Back to the, back to the basement. Um, blood-soaked mattress. Now, here's the thing, right? This is going to advance the narrative somewhat. Okay. The lady who called the cops, the lady who made these discoveries in her basement was none other than the victim's mother. Oh, that's unfortunate. Very, very, very unfortunate. She was the victim's mother. She'd found her son Shad, her, her oh. son Shad Tyrion, 
um, cut up and spread throughout the house. You see, this guy, this victim, Shad, um, who was, you know, described later as, as a wonderful guy, he always put others before himself. He was an artist, a painter, etc., etc. It seems his only crime was to have the bad luck to fall into a relationship with Miss Taylor Shabusiness. Shabusiness? Right? I fucking shit you not <laughs> Taylor Shabusiness and <laughs> it's is that spelled her Christian like a... name no her surname is Shabusiness no I'm Shabusiness. like I mean like is that the name she was born with oh no she changed it oh. <laughs> I but don't know if that's better name. she changed it to <laughs> Shabusiness yeah. yeah 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 um, but that's her given name that's the name she goes by that's the name that she's standing trial under that's the name that she was arrested under Ms. Taylor Shabusiness now Oh boy. Fucking lock up your sons, right? Because, uh, man, I don't even know. Put, basically, Taylor, um, a few nights earlier, right? Taylor, she'd picked up Shad in her minivan. They'd gone to a friend's house. They'd gone to an apartment. They'd smoked some weed. They'd smoked some meth. Yeah? Okay, sure. Uh, injected a, a prescription medication called uh, Trazodone, which is a sleep aid and antidepressant medication. So they were injecting all of that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, after after the sesh, they went back to Tara's, Shad's mother's, where the mayhem commenced. Right. Right? Mm. Um, Tara uh, and her partner were out for the night, so she had none, no indication that this was going on. Um, during the investigation later, uh, Taylor Shabusiness told... And you can look this up, by the way, because it is actually her fucking name. Um, like, I wouldn't... There's no way you could make that up. Like... Exactly, exactly. It has to be her name, of course. Shab business. So, uh. after they got on the sesh, uh, they went back to Tara's place and Taylor Shabusiness told officers that she went crazy. They'd started some of that... Some of that autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, you know what mm, I'm saying? Some mm-hmm. of that... Some of that fucking chain collar kind of play. Uh, and right. Taylor told the officers that she went crazy. She strangled Shad because, quote, she liked it. Oh, God. Oh yeah, and she could. It's feel... not like a great, um, like, excuse. No, not at all. She made no excuse. No yeah. excuse. Um, she told cops that she liked it. She told cops she could feel Shad's heart still beating, so she kept choking him harder until she died. Ah, uh, Jesus. During the trial, she's reported as asking detectives, "Do you know what it's like to love something so much that you kill it?" You know, it's just cute aggression. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Extreme cute aggression that leads to dismemberment. You know, methamphetamine. Um, Fucking hell. They 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 tracked Taylor down to a nearby apartment building, right? They only tracked her down because hours before the crime, she'd taken off a tag that she had for a completely unrelated previous uh, crime, right? She took off her. Like a like a ankle bracelet, like a yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. A kind so of a she was being, tag. she did yeah. something that already had her being monitored. Yes, on tag. She took that tag off a few hours before uh, picking up Shad for that night of mayhem. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they tracked her down to a nearby apartment. Uh, they found her, uh, you know, a day or two later, still in blood-soaked clothes, uh, mm-hmm. with her minivan. Her minivan was there too, right? Mm-hmm. In the minivan. They found Shad's legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And various, various other parts. Um, the the initial investigation was so wild. Like, t- don't judge me too harshly for this, but Taylor Shabusiness, 
feels like somebody I'd, I'd have a conversation with. She sounds quite cool. Um, so cool. Yes. She, well, not cool so much, but look. Okay. I, I, when the when the police told her what they'd found in the basement, right? Her response, quote, that is pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, 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 Taylor. Yeah. No Completely. kidding. She, uh, she explained that after she killed Chad, she played with the body for two or three hours. <gasps> she told the cops that she'd fucking sucked him off while cutting him up. No. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she, uh, she's a quote machine tailorship business. I swear to God. She told officers, "You'll have fun trying to find all the organs." Um, oh my God. Hell of a girl. She claimed that the plan was to take all of the body parts with her in a minivan, but quote, "I got lazy." <laughs> what? Like, obviously, the murder is not funny. This is horrendous, no, especially him being hey, found by his mother. This it's woman. Do a little recap here. If you see it, if you if if you catch us giggling, yeah, during it's an not at his expense. Story. No, 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 no. Not Shad at all. Fucking Shad the lad. Right. It was like, it's a like just the circumstances here mm. are beyond. Like this is like. This, she's like a real life art the clown like she's 100% ah oh, mate but I mean she's a mess this girl um d- she she uh had like a like a pre-trial appearance in February this year right um where she <laughs> attacked her attorney in the middle of court she fucking flew at the guy yeah 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 um he uh he made a motion to delay the trial and the the fucking CCTV is right on it she just lunges at the dude over some chairs uh, is physically restrained by a security guy, and now uh, she's got a, a state-provided attorney. <laughs> because, See how that wouldn't you know, work out. Understandably, the other guy, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, again, a, a complete mess. Her current attorney filed a motion to exclude some of her internet searches before the murder, right? You yeah, aren't ready for this. You are not oh, ready no. for this. Oh, no. This is before the murder, you say? <laughs> this is before the murder. Okay. Uh, Taylor's business, her search history included the terms, quote, Jeffrey Dahmer walking into court all sexy. (laughs) (gasps) No, come on. Uh, Another one was Jeffrey Dahmer's butt. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the great thing, the great thing is, right, she was found obviously guilty as shit uh, of homicide in July. Um she made various attempts at an insanity plea, but you know that that well, when, yeah, when, you know she was into it, man. She really enjoyed it. But the great thing is, uh, Taylor Shabusiness undergoes her sentencing tomorrow. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Tomorrow is she is Taylor Shabusiness's sentencing. So, friends, uh, those on the Joag journey, those who are now as invested in the sorry saga of Taylor Shabusiness as I am. Uh, tune into Jack of All Graves next week for a sentencing update on Taylor. Yeah. Is this, I mean, do you know like what's on the table for her? In, yeah, uh, in this? decapitation, um, something, something meddling with a corpse. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, to like, say the least. not in terms of like the actual charges, but like, could she get the death oh, penalty or life? Ah, right, like... no, dis- Wisconsin does not have the death penalty. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. So she's. Yeah, she's so she's doing life time. Is probably what's going to. Uh, yeah, be it the feels case, indicated. Then. Yes, but that is so obviously, like you said, like a she tried for the insanity plea, did mm-hmm. not uh, take. Probably largely because the thing about the insanity plea is that you have to like be able to 
basically prove yes. that you didn't know right from wrong, which it sounds yes. like she very clearly, with all these quotes, knew, as she completely. put it, that's fucked up. Yeah, um, completely. But, like, is there, like, in any of the stuff you read, did it talk about, like, any form of mental illness she'd been diagnosed with or anything like that? Well, her current attorney, right, told the jury, um, quote, I ask when you're considering all the evidence, don't jump to a conclusion. Don't rush to judgment. Please keep an open mind and listen to all the facts. Listen to what every witness has to say carefully and weigh what they had to say. Um, but What did he uh, think that was going to do? Well, exactly, exactly. Um, were there yeah, people but, who were like, that? that's the thing, like, so the, the her victim, people were mm, like, he was great, you know, beautiful person, all that kind of stuff. Were there people yeah, yeah, there yeah. that were like, Taylor is like wonderful. Fucking mental. Like, like, Uh, well, amongst all of this, in so many of the articles, you just get the little lines sneaking in at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Taylor has a husband who is standing by her. Damn. Yeah, man. That's that's really something. I mean, because like, incredible. She was cheating on him with another guy. And murdered that guy. And murdered and him. committed necrophilia with yes, that guy. Yes, yes, yes. That is like, that is loyalty to a fault. But yeah, guilty right on there. all counts. July 26, killing, dismemberment. Uh, but, you know, she's she's got her man. She's got her man at home waiting for her when she gets out. <laughs> when she gets out, right. Show <laughs> <laughs> business. Show business. That is also, did it say in anything why she changed her name to Shabusiness? Right. It's 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 uh, in line with her husband's name. I'm going to keep just, I'm going to keep uh, just scanning my, my documents here. Sure. Uh, and at some point during tonight's episode of Jack of All Graves, I'll just, you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Shabusiness is married to husband Warren Chabot. Okay. Who is standing by her and has a young son. I don't know if the young son is hers, but Warren Chabot is Taylor Shabusiness's husband. I don't know. It's all it's all just a silly game to her, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think that's perfectly put. Mm. Like, that's what's so... Like, her flippancy about the whole thing, you know? It's, exactly it's, this, exactly this. You really don't see a lot. Even, like, you take, like, your Ed Kempers or, like, people like that yep. who love to talk about their crimes and, and yes. all of that kind of stuff it but normally like these are serial killers these are mm-hmm. people who like you know made a, a life out of it who you know whatever and i think there's just something strange about like someone, she clearly just takes nothing seriously you yes. know like and, and she follows an impulse she's like completely she, doesn't take human life seriously she's an impulsive person she says whatever she doesn't take consequences seriously she's probably gonna go to be go to prison and be like fine like whatever i (laughs) i will find something to do here like that's wild it's all in a torso well exactly that it's like it's like mice coming out your fish isn't it it's it's coming out it should not be there shouldn't be there that's wrong and like honestly after you describing her even more this feels like a kid with a barbie like do me a favor take a look at her for me would you would you just google taylor sha business uh (laughs) s-h-a business (laughs) (laughs) taylor sha business all right let's see here using my 
very slow Internet. computer to do this. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, <clears throat> oh, not really what I was expecting. Exactly. She's presentable, isn't she? Well, but like, I think, I don't know. I was expecting someone who, I guess there's one picture of her that she's like got like a lot of makeup on and things like that, which I think is more yeah. what I was expecting. Like someone who's that flippant seems like the kind of like, like a young party girl who yeah, like just yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, give yeah. a shit or whatever. Yeah. There you go. Um, there's the photo that uh, I've had open whilst, yeah. whilst her, inhabiting Taylor's business. Her non like like orange jumpsuit pictures. Yeah, no, I guess that's kind of essentially what I imagined. Uh, yeah, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer walking into court, all sexy. <laughs> uh, whomst hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you just got to learn to use incognito for that shit. Exactly. Why don't murderers know about incognito mode? Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold so... outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. Uh, okay, well, look, here we go. Uh, here we go with another episode of Jack of All Graves. Feels delightful to see you, yes. Corey. Feels delightful to have you all listening Indeed. to us. Mm. Uh, has it been Has it been the best week ever? No, probably mm. not. But not so much. I tell you what, when you have when you have shit weeks, right? Mm. Uh, it is for me a pleasure to go back to the behaviors which you know work for you that you know okay, yeah. give you solace and comfort. You know, I've I've dived right into uh, some video games this week, which has been terrific. And do you know Love what? That. Do you know what? Mm. Um, something, a behavior from the COVID <clears throat> times, right? A behavior from the lockdown times, yeah. which I think uh, collectively, I think a lot of people adopted for their own, for the better. And for me, mm -hmm. it's a behavior which I still tend to adopt sometimes, even though lockdown is now a thing of the past, a, a thing of memory. It's sure. the the behavior of sometimes getting yourself a little treat. Oh, OK. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it sure. felt like that was something that a lot of people I know during COVID did. Let's get mm -hmm. myself a little treat. So this week I got myself okay. a little treat, right? And fucking hell. Oh, it was so good. I bought... 12 bottles of exotic flavors of Coca-Cola. Oh, interesting. Oh, Did you get the AI fuck Coke? Fuck me. I didn't get the AI Coke, no. I got okay. um, a couple of bottles of Mexican. Oh, I love Mexican Coke. It's so good. So delicious. So good. Um, yeah. A few bottles of Quebec maple. Oh, ooh, I don't know about that. Right? How did that go? Oh, Corey, it's fucking beautiful. Quebec maple oh, okay. flavored Coca-Cola, right? It's Coke, but it's got this kind of uh, syrupy kind of note to the end. <laughs> Honestly, fucking beautiful. Um, couple of bottles of um, uh, British Columbian raspberry Coke. Okay. Delicious. I, I, I sometimes put raspberry into mine at the movie theater. 
Oh, just just astounding. And they didn't last a day. Um, just, what? Uh, so, uh, they didn't last a day. I said, bottles? To be fair, oh, oh, fuck, that is bad, isn't it? Owen and Pete had one. <laughs> um, But I think I must have pounded 10 bottles oh, of Coke in a day. It was so... Full sugar bottles of Coke. Nice. Oh, it was so good. You are a specimen, Mark. <laughs> so hard to God. <laughs> like, I, it, you know, I enjoy, like, the taste of, like, a full sugar Coke, a Mexican Coke or whatever. Mm. But if I drink one bottle, I feel like my insides feel sticky. Like, I'm like, that's too much. No, it I feel, was, it was beautiful. I feel it sick. Beautiful. Ten bottles of Coke in over a the, day. Over the space of a day, you understand. Over the space of a day. But it was, sure. it was, I, I regret nothing. <laughs> well good i'm glad nothing, i'm glad that worked nothing out at for all. you i've ordered another box in fact because they're so fucking nice um and playing computer games back into cyberpunk which has had a big fucking makeover and now plays like a dream oh, uh, so i'm super invested in that game at last it was a, you know a year late but i'm finally playing the game that i wanted to play last year oh i love that on the computer uh, no, 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 on the PlayStation. Oh, you said computer games. I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, that means all kinds that. of video game computer games. <laughs> Does it? Because see, back in the day, you would play them on a computer. You know what I mean? Would tap them yeah, in I on, feel like you know... in like 1996, computer games meant any game. Mm. Now, <laughs> I don't feel like people uh. use that phrase a lot. I did play a, a video game on a computer this past week, though. Um, you did? Our latest, yeah, our latest um, Men of Low Moral Fiber game. Uh, was nice. the new Homestar Runner game, uh, Dangeresque, wow. the Rumisode Triangulate, which was oh. super fun, and I highly recommend it's, it. It's quite a title. <laughs> it is quite a title. Um, but it's like a you know a game that'll take you like three hours ish. Um, puzzle game. The puzzles are complicated, mm. but not to the point where you're like, I'm going to throw things. <laughs> um, just it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just one of those sweet spot games, you know, where it's like exactly right. Plus, it's super funny. All of the, you know, nice. home the home star humor you loved uh, is all present in Dangerous. So, you know, I got it on it, it's on Steam. I think that's the only place you can get it um, and uh-huh. you can play it on Mac and PC. And it was so fucking fun delighted to hear that and delighted to know that there's another month coming out there is another month coming out soon nice. uh which is always a good time for those of you who don't know i do a video game podcast as well uh with my high school boyfriend and his brother <laughs> and uh it's uh it's a lot of fun it's called men of low moral fiber so, my high school know. boyfriend and his brother my high school boyfriend and his brother yeah it's a funny little <laughs> It's so funny. Like at this point, we've all just cute. we we all just basically engage with each other like siblings. <laughs> so mm. it's a good time. Uh, but speaking of video games, also hey, for those of you who subscribe to the Ko-Fi, we're gonna play some more Death's Door tomorrow and get that up for you sure as a little uh, let's play your for whatever month it is currently september your september let's play we're gonna play some more death store and see how far we get uh so excited to see that hopefully we'll get it right the first time and not have to record it twice listen that's not a mistake that we're gonna make more than once (laughs) no i think we learned our lesson there it's a thing we're normally very careful about it was just a a one-time slip so watch the ko-fi for that if you haven't subscribed to our ko-fi 
hey, you should you should do that because we have you a lot should of fun do, there. yeah you should do that because uh, not only do you get more content from us, there's also some pretty cool stuff to come, isn't there? Didn't something go up this week? Did something go up this week? Or is it coming up this week? It's not on Ko-Fi what's coming up. Oh, is it not? No, that's just a regular thing. Oh, I see. So, Wonderful. this week, yes, this week, this is for everybody, which is very exciting for me, uh, and hopefully for you as well, Marco. Um, mm. Tomorrow, I like we will be Marco. on... <laughs> it's kind of a new thing. I didn't do it for years. I know, uh, I know, I know. I like it. <laughs> and now I've... Now I kind of like it. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, our dear listener and friend Ryan of the Lay Down podcast had us on uh, last week or so to discuss some spooky things, <coughs> uh, some of our favorite horror books, as well as some books made of human flesh, uh, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> I don't know. You I'm... sounded like the Count. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. It's, there's a lot happening. Like I'm just, it. I'm happy to see you, Mark. Um, but yes, so tomorrow you will be able to uh, hear us on the Lay Down podcast. So make sure that you check that out. Um, Ryan and mm. Joe are absolutely delightful. And it was so wonderful of them mm. to have You're us well. and let us geek out about books and things. I think people over the course of listening to this cast uh, know that both of us are big readers, giant book nerds. Um, so it was fun to get to visit something different. We talk about horror mm. movies all the time. It was fun to get to talk about some horror books um, and uh, related topics. And as such, we are also uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Live on our YouTube will be the video uh, that we made in Bristol. Uh, yes. in the spring. One of. We made a couple in Bristol. One of. We? we made a couple of them. Um, but the first of our videos uh, from our travels will be up on our YouTube about the John Horwood skin book that we went and mm. saw at uh, M Shed, a museum there in Bristol. So I am super stoked for you all to see that. Um, get to see Mark being amazing as you know just an off-the-cuff travel host uh and you know my editing skills i guess i don't know honestly i think you did a great job <laughs> thank you and i feel like i feel like i figured out our vibe after editing this listen i'm great at directing you and you mm, are great I agree. at your uh speaking off the cuff i think we've got something Do you here. know so <laughs> You well, are good at directing me. That's actually landed. I think that's actually quite cl quite insightful, um, hmm. because and not just through our our you know UK tour a couple of months back, but through Joag as well. You've 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 got the hang of kind of shepherding me in the right direction to do the things that I <laughs> that I need to do. It, it's a skill that I've cultivated yeah. over the course of the past few years and i think it works yeah. you know our <laughs> it makes we've got this great symbiosis 
going as a result. Um, and I hopefully this will be clear to all of you when you watch this video as well. Let us know what you think. Please leave us comments um, and all of that kind of stuff when I post it because I'm stoked on it. Um, I I enjoy watching you mark in it. I think it was really fun. Uh, it was one of those things where like editing okay. it, I was like, it's not, I'm not getting sick of watching this. This is really fun to watch. Oh, that's to good. That's pretty watch, good. That's so. a good Look for that tomorrow on our YouTube. Our link is in all of our stuff, our link tree mm. and all that jazz. You can subscribe to our YouTube, watch stuff like that. Also, hey, you know, if you just want to like validate me a little bit, go check out our <laughs> cold opens playlist uh, on our YouTube, which I spent hours and hours retitling and retagging over the course of the past couple days um there were 61 cold opens on that playlist wow. and i renamed and retagged every single one of them <laughs> so hey go watch nice. some of them um just go admire the nice new titles that tell you exactly what is contained in them um share them with your friends whatever tell me you like them i don't know whatever uh, maybe that. watch some of the ones where I have hair. <laughs> Isn't that, that weird how nice. there was like a, a point in the really beginning of Joag where you really had strange. hair? <laughs> you caught me right at the fucking... Right on the transition. The tail end not of your hair. just enough hair to fucking, you know, pretend I can grow hair. And then the period where I realized that I was kidding myself and it's time to just buzz it. <laughs> that is the funny thing just generally about that playlist, though, is it's like, oh, do you want to just like watch us age in real time? <laughs> yeah, here it really. is. I, listen, we've been doing this long enough now that we aren't the same as we were. Yeah, it's like a like, yeah, you know, for a while, I was like, oh, you know, you kind of look the same. No, if you were to watch no, the no. first one on that and the last one on that, we distinctly <laughs> look older now. <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> Maybe not great for your self-esteem, but no if people at home want to just look at it, you can yeah. see uh, the aging process occur. On and there, maybe you maybe know. you'll realize yourselves that you are older too. Yeah, if you've been with us for <laughs> the whole come journey, to terms. your life yeah. is now three years shorter. <laughs> right, but you know, if there's one thing that we're here for, is helping you to come to terms with that. Uh, <laughs> ah, so yes, if our if our aging can uh, help you a little bit. Uh, come to terms with your own that's you know and your own mortality we're on the right track three years closer to the inevitable conclusion of joag i had this like weird realization i think i have this like lately i want to say like the last six months or so that mm. i think there's like this weird part of me that doesn't totally see aging as permanent right and that Ooh. this is a hard thing to like explain because it's going to sound ridiculous, mm. okay? But every now and again, it hits me that I will never be younger. And that's yes, like a you very are right now strange, as young as you will ever be. Yeah. I'm as young as I'll ever be right now. And that's kind of a strange feeling. And I feel like, you know, if you ever asked your grandparents or something about it, like, you know, about what it feels like being old or things like that. I know my grandma... It's like, it's weird because I don't feel any older, but I look in the mirror and I see an old lady. Yes. Right? Mm. Um, and I feel like, absolutely, I feel that way, that I don't necessarily feel old. I mean, my body hurts and stuff like that. Physically, I feel older. Um, but, like, I feel like the same me. And I feel like there's some weird 
part of me that always feels like, oh, yeah, like, like someday I'll be younger again uh, instead of like, no, this is I'm just moving. I'm just moving just forward. Yeah, I'll just mm. ride it out until I come back around again. Like, is this some strange latent like reincarnation idea in my mind or something, you know, like. I feel like maybe it's a return to some of the ideas that as a kid I had when I was trying to process life and stuff like that. I don't know. It's a weird there is, is it, is there, thing. Is it a squid that actually does that? I'm that sure like, there's like an immortal starts... squid, isn't there? Yeah, I do remember. I think we've talked about something. I can't remember if it's a squid, but yeah. Or maybe it's like a jellyfish that like it's starts a over. Jellyfish. There, uh, yeah, Turritopsis dawny. Yes, Turritopsis dawnii. Uh, small biologically immortal jellyfish found worldwide. There we go. I think I'm a jellyfish. Mm. I think. I think that's what my brain yes. is processing it as. Like I am going to. I will reach a certain point, and just like break off and become little mm. me again, or something. Adolescence <laughs> you know? revert back to adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. I that, don't know. It's. Um, that was the 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 coolest thing about finding those photos of me recently when I was in the states. Mm, uh, yeah, just, those were cool to see. Just the thought that fucking young Cory is like a few miles like away, right there. I'm not that far away. From me right there, <laughs> when that photo was taken. Love that. Yeah, it's so bonkers, right? Mm. Um, and like, I, and even looking at so Mark sent me these pictures from his uh, trip to New York City as a teen. Um, and it's like did I post them? I on, I'm going to post it on Blue Sky right now. I don't now. think you posted them. Do it. Post I'm them. Do one right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like that was one of the weird thought. I think that that's one in the many times that I've thought about this over the the past few months is looking at that and thinking like that looks like a like a different boy, but it is yes. the boy I know. And yep. and he's in there in that in that body in that face. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's him. And you are that. You're still that guy, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, you've been through many changes in your life and stuff like that. But it's an interesting thing yes. to process to me, you know? And this sounds like such a mm. stoner insight. Like, once we were young, <laughs> like, now we're old. Like, what? <laughs> but I don't know. It's just an interesting, I don't know, thought process that I keep catching myself it is. in. Yes, it yeah. is. Because... You know, before we met, we were alive for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that our lives have intersected unbeknownst to either of us is, is it is, it's a fascinating uh, topic. Life is this weird, This will make sense man. when you listen to this week's episode. There we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and yeah. it is, I'm, yes, I'm it is. I'm having trouble good. with linearity and the passage of time and all of those kinds of things, which I think also is just part of like mm. processing. Get like it was my birthday. I'm getting closer to forty. Like I think we all, in weird ways, process that moment. Um, and this is how I'm processing it: is going, oh, weird. I'm not gonna mm. be young ever again. <laughs> That's yeah. so crazy. You, you, you're right about about it about it being a necessary, uh, you know realization to go through and i'm certain everybody has mm. uh i don't know if i don't know if taylor your business has gone through that yet no i and don't think so <laughs> needs to yes this is like yeah it's a certain life stage that you have to go through and if you don't yeah you end up you end up with heads and buckets heads and buckets and legs torsos. and minivans yes sir. Mm-hmm. so neither of us have done that so 
we're obviously well-adjusted beautiful people we're doing perfectly just Uh, like you my my listeners just like you like you we hope um what have you been watching my dear well-adjusted co-host not something i get often let's have a look here all right okay i ended up uh, i went to visit my mother this week right oh so cute yes I love my mother to bits, so I went to Wales to spend uh, some time with her and just chill. She still lives in your hometown? Yep, she sure does. Nice. Uh, So it's also an opportunity to go and just poke about and have a little look and get all misty-eyed, etc. And don't ask me why, right? Mm. But we sat down, did a bit of a a Netflix scroll, you know, scrolly, scrolly, scroll. And I don't know why, but for some fucking reason, we landed on... uh, 2009's Friday the 13th remake. Why? <laughs> Why? Does your is your mom a horror fan? Is that like No. That's, okay, so she not even not. interesting. And when I'm assuming you were the one who suggested this. I was because I know what that did she I say? fell asleep. Ah. Uh, she... <laughs> oh, not keen by any means. Oh, is it okay. Mark? Oh, all right. Um nice. But it was a deeply awkward watch. I mean, there's titties flying around everywhere in that movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, this so is going to be was... you and your son next week watching Final Destination. So uh, It's the titty chapter, isn't it? It's the titty chapter. So this is your preview, watching it with your okay. mother. Yeah. But anyway, titties aside, um, <laughs> just what a fucking dog shit movie. And <laughs> I had it in my head for some reason that I really liked it, which was why I wanted to put it on again. Really? But yeah. I... I cannot pin down why I had the fucking damn fool idea in my head that this was some slept on gem because it's <laughs> fucking it is not. I, really, I have so little recollection of this movie. I know that I've seen it and I think I've seen it multiple times, uh, mm. but it did not make a lasting impression on me. <laughs> not only are... Not only is there not one single likable character in it, and mm, there's not. So all of the kids are great. just knobheads. Um, quite a good Jason physically. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Good Jason. That, we're going to take that away from it. But okay. what this movie does on two separate occasions, twice. Uh-oh. Twice. <laughs> it, <laughs> it performs an absolutely unforgivable transgression. Uh-oh. Um, in that twice it violates, it acknowledges and violates Chekhov's gun, right? Okay. It does it so egregiously. There's a lovely lingering long shot of a wood chipper, right? Yeah. Which then does not get used in a killing. <sighs> Terrible. Yeah. It then does awful. exactly the same later with a beautiful, just a long shot that, that, that caresses a circular saw blade, right? And you see light glinting off the fucking teeth of this blade, and you're thinking, "Oh yeah, that's gonna get uh-huh. used in a in a fucking killing soon." Never seen again. Do you think it just like ended up on the cutting room floor, like? Because there can't like certainly a filmmaker can't think, "Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna reverse Chekhov's gun, and people are gonna love this." Right? That's a really like, good point. That's a really good point. Like it uh, must have gotten cut. Yeah, I'll look into that. Um. <laughs> because fucking hell, that's it's the worst thing to do, man. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That sounds terrible. Yeah, so neither I nor my mother enjoyed 
fucking 2009's <laughs> Friday the 13th. Excellent work. Great yeah. pick. Yeah. Good one, Marco. <laughs> yeah. Well, yesterday you picked a movie that we both enjoyed, which is yes. great. One that I, I mean, I've seen half a dozen times uh, and was excited that you mm. picked. Uh, we watched yeah, Housebound. Housebound. Yes. I know that uh, of our listeners, for sure, at least our dear Satanya loves this movie. Um, it's a great one. Yeah, tough not to love. Um, and <laughs> uh, tough to kind of reconcile how I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's, it's by yeah. no means a new movie. It's 2014. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. This is a Kiwi horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of, yeah. It's a horror comedy of sorts um, about a woman who is uh, arrested and uh, as a result of sort of her criminal past and uh, the fact that she's been very hard to rehabilitate, she is forced to wear an ankle monitor and uh, live with her mother and her mother's partner um, in a house that appears to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Um and craziness ensues from there. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, nicely violent, nicely mm-hmm. profane. Yes. You know, uh, again, earthy. It's like the third <laughs> fucking time I've described <laughs> something as earthy today. That's true. Uh, and yeah, you were you were quite right. See, when when I suggest a movie to you and you go, oh yeah, that's a banger. I know, I know we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess usually that that yeah. pretty much works out. I tried to temper, like, the reason I wasn't positive on this one because I know horror comedies are pretty hit or miss with you, but yeah. this doesn't lean super hard into the comedy, which no, I think is kind of, like, what tempers it. It's got, like, some very funny moments in it and little quips and stuff like that. There's one scene where, like, our dear lead character um, is sort of hearing the noises in the house for the first time in between piss streams. And keeps on sort of cutting off her stream yeah, to like listen for the sound and then resuming yeah, and listening again. And it's like there's a few like very silly things like that in it. Um, but it doesn't lean so hard into it that it becomes no, like the, the, the comedy comes from the characters and is, is mm-hmm. of the service of the characters, not, you know, yeah. f- f- just slapstick or fucking nonsense for the sake of it. Right, yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, Housebound has been a fave of mine basically since mm. it came out, and I'm excited that now you can add it to your uh, collection yes. of yes flicks. Uh, movie wise, I think that is it. You know, apart from mm. oh, I didn't put it on my letterboxed oh, because on Saturday God. I know, right? Maybe I'm cured. Maybe that means I'm better. <laughs> Maybe. Not only am I now not rating movies while they're still in progress, I'm not rating movies at all. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, was it? Yes. Saturday it was, yes. The (laughs) 23rd. We watched, uh, we got the gang together for the the month of September. And we watched Return of the Living Dead. (laughs) Which is, right? A movie which is, I'm seeing, roundly savaged everywhere. Um, I don't understand at all. Even your like old review of the movie was yeah. like, nah, leans too hard into the comedy. Was it? <laughs> yeah. If you look at your letterboxed, your review the last time you watched it uh, oh. was leans too hard into the comedy. Disagree well, well. with past yeah. Marco. And I think you do totally. too. I do. Yeah, I totally disagree. This this film has it going on. Um, 
<laughs> Let me see. One of the and, and I know I know you're not a, a kind of a, a a zombie aficionado. No. But one of my favoriteest things in a zombie movie, right, is the bit about two thirds in. Um, and you'll you'll recognize this trope. It's when the fucking zombies at the gate finally <laughs> fucking break in. Um, whether they're outside, you know, wherever you're hunkered down or, or hidden out, or, or they're breaking through the door or they're breaking through the fence, but there's suddenly a fuck ton of these zombies. Um, <laughs> and Return of the Living Dead 2 takes that moment and handles it amazingly. It was so funny that you mm. you mentioned this. I can't remember if I've told this story on here maybe multiple times. I don't know. It's been three years. Mm. Um, but <laughs> that you were like, oh, I love like a zombie at a fence. And like that's yeah. one of my, you know, I do not, I don't enjoy zombies. They like scare me in a gross way more than like a yes. way that I like, you know. It's yes. more of a like, ugh, I just I don't like the, ugh, they're gross to look yeah, at, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I went on the Walking Dead attraction at Universal Studios Hollywood at my husband's request, even though I was like, you know, I don't like these things. They stress me out. And he was like, it's fine. We'll go on the Minions ride afterward. Everything's going to be great. Uh, and so I was like, fine. And so I walked through there. I've like, you know, my shoulders up to my ears in tension. <laughs> I'm looking at everyone cautiously, like looking at the security guards. Like, are they going to come after me? Like, what is this? <laughs> so we get to the end of this little walk through right and i can see the door and i'm mm. like oh thank god we are finally about to exit this thing and at that moment there's like a fence right and i can see i've spotted there's zombies behind this fence great see ya cool i'm gone aces great job guys yeah <laughs> good job got it i'm safe i did not realize that there was a loose chain on this fence making it so that they could push that fence oh. forward and reach through. <laughs> oh, wankers. And that's exactly what this woman did. And I screamed. I kid you not. This was an out-of-body experience. I screamed so long and so loud that I had time to think to myself, gosh, who's screaming? Oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It Very was, nice. I was so horrified. I burst out of that place and turned to Keo and just said, Minions! <laughs> that was the only word that I could functionally get myself say? to say. Minions. <laughs> just Fucking wanted to All go right. on the Minions ride. <laughs> oh, right. I was okay, okay, I so see. scared. <laughs> I, yeah, so when you said <laughs> there were, oh, I love zombies at a fence, like my whole body just like shivered. Uh -huh. I was like, ugh. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't love that. <laughs> do you remember the Lewis family's Christian friends? Yeah, of course. Yes. Okay. Well, um, we went to Alton Towers with them once. Mm -hmm. uh, and I split off with Peter and the boy from this family. Mm -hmm. uh, and I took them both on the saw ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a saw. Saw ride at all? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, there is. Incredible. Is um, it like a walkthrough thing or is it a ride? It's both. It's both. It's both. It's oh, got okay. a nice little kind of the queue is, uh, you know, you've got fuckers in costumes and whatnot right. and, you know, set dressing and whatever. And then there's a kick-ass roller coaster at the end. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I know, I'll take them both on this. And a whale of a time was had. Um, but <laughs> I'll never <laughs> forget this as long as I live. During that walkthrough bit at the start where you've got like you know screens telling you turn back now and you've got fucking you know devices everywhere this kid pulls on my sleeve and goes mark 
This isn't real, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Sweet no. boy. <laughs> yes, no. child, I'm leading you to the slaughter. <laughs> Your parents are fine with it. <laughs> yeah, we've just got, you know, jumbo slushies because it's hot. And now I'm taking you to meet your end at the hands of Jigsaw in Alton Towers, Tom. Oh, incredible. I love that so much. (laughs) So, yeah, Return of the Living Dead 2. Good luck. It's so much fun. Um, Yes. You recently had me watch Return of the Living Dead 3. I did not like it, so I did not have high expectations for going back one. Um, But it had what I liked about Return of the Living Dead 3, which was great makeup and effects. Great creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The zombies look great. And then the humor that was in the parts of Return of the Living Dead 3 where you get to see those zombies, you know, just kind of silly movements and deaths and things like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like very goofy. Um, And that is there in spades in the second one where you know the third one just kind of annoyed me because that was like the love story at the center of this you the didn't you didn't buy that at all yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like i hate these people and i want bad things for them as fast as possible this but one was not like that what i will tell you uh a few months away from watch alongs oh man was it mm. good it's beautiful it was, to come back. It was, it? it was great. I think we are one or two newcomers, which was fantastic mm-hmm. to see. Just love that. And our regs, our regulars, uh, yes. you know, it, it really did give me a much needed uh, boost of brain Absolutely. happy juice. <laughs> For sure. So we'll get a we'll get an October watch along coming. Um, also, Ryan suggested for those of us who can, you know, a weekly uh, spooky season watch along so maybe we'll see about oh, yeah. see about that for you know mm. uh, Americans obviously it wouldn't work as well for <laughs> those of you uh, on that side of the pond aside from the night owls and whatnot um, but maybe get something going where we can just share in spooky season together but we will also have another regular watch along in October Beautiful. and just get back on it because it's so mm. much fun yes um, I watched a few things this uh, week as well that are not have not been mentioned Tell Marco. Um, <laughs> I will. Uh, watched with the Scream and Chat this past week a film by the name of Fatal Pulse. And the less said about that, the better. But the thing about Fatal this movie, Pulse. Fatal Pulse, which was <laughs> just like, just, you know, a slasher of sorts um, that's basically there for the purpose of like showing a lot of blonde girls' tits. Uh, there that you go. seems to yeah. be as far as they got with this movie. But the worst thing about it, like we watch a lot of 80s movies that that's basically like the entire premise is just like, get the tits out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one had the most aggressive soundtrack uh, where it was like, I eventually just like muted it. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I can't listen to this anymore. Like the music was just so overwhelming the whole aggressive time. how was it like like it was loud and okay. never stopped like see, you know like it's like you gotta have scenes where like it's kind of quiet i see mm. i see but i could search the web for it siri okay. <laughs> i was like what's happening there yeah it was just it was overwhelming so i don't recommend fatal pulse i don't think anyone else in the screaming chat recommends fatal pulse not a good time what I did watch also because of Dead and Lovely is an old favorite of mine that I had not seen in years, and I'm happy to report holds up great. That was Critters. Oh, I fucking yes. love Critters. 
when I was a child, my dear friend Matt Herditch and I would sit inside during recess and write Critters fanfic <laughs> on the Apple IIs in our I classroom. know this about you. It's yes. one of my favorite things about you. Of all of the fucking movies, of all of the franchises, all of it the characters. Critters. We were... critters fanfic. Oh my God, we were so into it. Um, I loved it critters so much and watching it now again it has like much like return of the living dead 2 it just has this campy charm to it it's very goofy the characters are very over the top um you know it has as someone i was reading letterboxd reviews of this and someone pointed out it's basically just a return to those like 1950s rural alien invasion movies right but just transported into the 1980s um and it is just so deeply fun and funny uh and the characters are entertaining and likable <laughs> um that feels you know. like one for the boys you know one for the kids oh absolutely the isn't kids, it i think would love it <laughs> it is it's so fun and it moves quick it's like it's a tight 90 i think yep. um it's yeah not insanely graphic uh it's got billy zane so it's a little bit of zane core which <laughs> we haven't had much of lately yeah. Um, yeah, it's like bloody and stuff like that, but not in a way that's gonna. I, I, I distinctly remember as well uh, when I saw Critters, you know, writing about it in my school book the next day and drawing pictures of it and oh, shit. I love that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of movie. It really it is like kind of. It's such a good early horror that has like all the things that engage you and that you just love about watching a horror movie. <laughs> you know. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I Critters was delightful to return to. Um, I went to the movies. Listen, I never go to the movies after dark. I don't like driving in the dark. I don't like okay. that other people are around yeah. in the in the evenings. Um, but there was a movie that was going to be at the theater and was leaving the next day. And I was like, well, when am I going to see this? You know, like it's at the indie theater. Old like, movie. This is never going to come out. No, a new movie called Cassandro. Have you ever heard of this? Mm, no it's a wrestling movie um no really yeah it's a wrestling movie starting starring um gael garcia bernal where he plays um a luchador cool uh whose you know lucha name is cassandro and uh it (laughs) is not good it's like a giant mess but like kind of a likable mess at the same time like he's really good in it basically so I don't really know much about Lucha, do you? Uh, bits and bobs. Okay. So are you familiar with the concept of an exotico in yes. Lucha? I yes, was not I okay. um, before this. So he is an exotico. He like decides to become one, um, you know, take off the mask, be this flamboyant queer yeah. character in Lucha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, this is a biopic. It's about a real person. Okay. Um, so this was like a famous luchador. Um, and uh, his real name is Saul. Um, but he like, yeah, de- he decides to, you know, change his path, do this, becomes like very famous um, yeah. and kind of, you know, like basically exoticos are meant to lose. <laughs> like and yes, everyone yes. just sort of like screams, you know, f-bombs at them and things like that um and you know they're basically it's like you hate gays so these are you know your villains in in lucha at the time anyway i assume it's not like that anymore um but yeah so this is him like sort of becoming like the first like 
um, you know, queer luchador to like really gain a following and become like a big um, like face essentially mm. to use mm. like the uh, American wrestling terms, you know, and um, instead of a heel. And so it's an interesting story, I think, but it like very much like doesn't know what it's doing. <laughs> um, and it, it's, yeah, Gael Garcia Bernal is like amazing in it. Um, everybody in it is pretty amazing, but it like starts all these like moments of tension throughout that and then just like kind of abandons them. Uh, like okay. obviously it's a big deal that this guy is like a queer luchador and like that's hinted at that like, oh, people like don't like them or whatever, but there's never like really a moment where you're I like, see. oh, this is dangerous for him yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. they keep does saying it. Does it, it kind of, does it go into, check it out. Does it go into the tradition of it all? No, like that's the mm. thing too, is it's like, so it doesn't really build these things and there's stuff like you basically kind of have to put together everything yourself, mm. um, which is difficult. Um, and it's not fun like it should be. Like when you're watching this like flamboyant, fun it ought to be character. Mm. Um, there's like a couple really good moments in this. Like there's like a montage of him sort of like as he's becoming famous stuff where you get some great cinematography and like cool moments that are like big and flashy mm. and fun. But that is not sustained <laughs> throughout the movie. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like poorly written and stuff, but it's also like very indie um, and there's a part of me that like just likes seeing like a mid-budget story out there, like, you know, made by people who are passionate about it, even yes. if they're not the best filmmakers in the world. Yep, 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 um, yeah, so like I think, you know, there's something that's kind of charming about it, even though the movie like doesn't really work. So I don't know. I don't not recommend Cassandro, but like also, it's not. It doesn't sound like you're recommending Cassandra. No, like yeah, I think I couldn't call what just happened a recommendation no. at all. I was like, I'm not recommending it. I'm just not saying <laughs> you are don't not. watch this. You uh -huh. know, it's more of a like, eh, if it's on or whatever, like just don't I go see. out of your way. And then the funny thing was that then I came home. Okay, I found and, this on the web for a seat. Jesus Christ! I'm really what sorry. Siri keeps piping up. I apologize. Quiet. <laughs> um. After that, after my going out at night to go see a movie, why was uh, it bad? By the way, why was it? Why was it horrible? What do you mean? I thought your experience in going out at night to see a movie wasn't good. Like, no, that's fine. I just don't right. like doing that. But like, yeah, I made an exception. Enough. I went out. I journeyed. I had to pay for parking. All this kind of stuff because oh. it's busy downtown. Like at mm. night, I spent six dollars in parking to see this movie. The movie cost me six dollars to see. Like, it's just. <laughs> Come on. And then I came home and my friend Kyle had uploaded it to Plex. Oh, fucking Kyle. I was like, God damn it. If I had checked this before Jesus. I left, I wouldn't have gone out. Six bucks richer. Twelve bucks richer. Twelve bucks richer. And I bought a Diet Coke. I would have been 16 bucks richer. So there you Which go. is pretty much 16 quid in British money as well. It is these days. Yeah. So yep. there you go. The other thing that I watched, though, um, was No One Will Save You, um, which showed up on Plex. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Sort of an alien invasion story. Mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't immediately watch it, even though I was like, oh, maybe I'll put this on. But then I saw everybody loving it uh, on Letterboxd and whatnot. And so I was like, you know, what? I'm going to put an effort in to see this. And I loved it. Um, it is Caitlin Deaver plays this 
girl with some trauma in her history whose home is invaded by aliens. Uh-huh. Um, the movie is almost entirely without dialogue, if there is any at all. Oh, I only almost because I can't remember. But I feel like there is, yeah, there's maybe a couple lines in it now that I think about it, but almost complete without dialogue. And you're just watching this girl who is being tormented by aliens. Oh, uh, hello. Yes. Try to, you know, deal with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it genuinely scared the shit out of me, which I loved. Like, I love that, like, the aliens are basically your basic gray. They don't try to, like, do anything to make it extra scary. It's just like, this is this is just the alien you expect, which I think really works. Um, and that means that it has all the things that freak me out, like long limbs and yeah, you know, sure, stu- weird spindly fingers, unnatu- me. Uh, spin- spindly yeah. fingers, unnatural motions. Uh, and then it's a home invasion movie, basically, which is one of my favorite genres. I love a home invasion. Yes. Always terrifying. Um, and there were general multiple times where I legit did that thing I do where I go like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, me. I know it. Um, it, yeah, it just really worked for me. I've seen a couple of people that didn't work. Well, my friend Zed didn't like it. Um, I think Anna didn't like it. Uh, Zed, like off Police Academy. Bit. Sure. I've never seen Police Academy, so I don't, you should. I don't know. You should, because let me tell you. <laughs> Zed. Well, Getting on he's a little like... tackle breeze case. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> seeing Zed like, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Men in Black, but... Yes, his ah, name okay. is Zedariah. Zedariah mm. Bruckerman. Anyways, he didn't love it. Anna didn't love it. But yeah, I think for me, it like hit all the points that I'd like really like in something. I think it would make a great pairing um, with The Vast of Night, which is another alien movie that I quite enjoyed uh, from a couple years ago. Um, yeah, just really. Well, I've just really been merrily adding movies to Plex as you've been talking. So I've got Critters and No One Will Save You oh, ready to go. It. Beautiful. Um, I think you'll like it. Um, I See, it's funny because I wouldn't have questioned and then Anna didn't like it. And you guys tend to be a little more on the same wavelength. We do. But I feel like you're going to enjoy it. I, don't I can't know. wait. I'm looking I'll look forward to, to hearing. I'm going to watch it this week. It. Yeah. And I also want to hear about your kids watching Critters. But yes, No yeah. One Will Save You. Check it out. It's uh, it's a delight, I think. And while you're checking out, no one will save you. Why don't you also check out Chris's Housebound? <laughs> the other one that you said, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yes. And Cassandra, Fatal, Cass- Cr- Fatal Pulse, and Friday the 13th, 2009. Yes. Listen, as always, those are listed in the description and on our blog. So if you don't remember what we recommended to you you can always go and look at that if frankly if you watch one thing this week make it the sentencing of taylor should business tomorrow <laughs> that's true you know yes. we'll be and back then, here next week talking about yeah. it. yeah and we can talk about it in the group too it'll be yes it'll be great so mark yes uh we've covered a lot of ground over the course of this month about how hospitals can be terrifying yes and uh, I like what we've done here. I like that we've really kind of chunked this up. I like that we've portioned it out. I like that we've considered our approach here, our responses here. And yes, hospitals aren't places that you go for good things, are they? <laughs> yeah, on mul- it, on multiple so levels. Not-, not a great place to be. Um, I, and first off, I, I want to ask you after all this, how are you feeling about your upcoming procedure? 
Oh, fine. I mean, it's been moved to February. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So, so I, I have, I have no, uh, you know, jigglies at all about it. In fact, I'm gonna way before February. I'm gonna have taken to this myself and sorted it out. Then, you know, I'm not. I, oh, I, God. I don't believe that I'm gonna get this sorted out in the hospital. I get it done before that. I don't. I don't think you should do that. Well, it's your I eye. kind of it, it. Well, it's my eyelid. It's really close to your eye. I had a go at it a couple of weeks ago and oh my god, reduced it a little bit, but it's come back. Yeah, I don't. Do you want to see it? You should. I can pop it out if you want to see it. And pop it out. Yeah, watch this. I don't. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Well. Is, you see that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You should just let them. <laughs> you should let them take care of that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of that. Uh, readers, uh, readers, listeners, what you <laughs> didn't just see was me, uh, kind of popping out my eyelid cyst to show cory because yeah. that's that's how we it's, roll that's what we do around here yes it is <laughs> uh nature of the joy journey but anyway uh we're gonna close out this series this mm. this week um by dealing with one thing that we've kind of hinted at but haven't actually really addressed yet which is actually medical professionals who murder um and so i found a couple stories about that that I want to share with you, Mark, uh, mm. in sort of closing here. And then I'm going to bring it back around to where our conversation started at the beginning yes. of this month when it came to this this story. So are you ready to hear about some medical oh, murder? Oh, very much so. Are we, uh, we're talking medical murders committed within a clinical setting? Yes, exactly. Mm. In the hospital, yeah. These are not doctors who go home and kill and I happen see. to be doctors. We are talking about in the hospital, you go in there okay. and they this on the web fucking place. hell. Mate, I'm doing nothing. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Can you disable her? Like, will she fight you? What happens if you, <laughs> if you turn uh, off Siri? <laughs> uh, that's for another week. Okay. Um, on the web. Oh, my. God. I'm not doing Jesus this. Anyway, Christ. go on. Okay. Um, you're being smart housed right now. Anyways, so one of the things that I think is wildest about these stories, I, I was looking at a bunch of these and I tried to avoid like, you know, Dr. Death, the guy that there's a whole podcast and yeah, series of with Joshua Jackson about, right? Like, you know, people who everyone knows about. Um, but I read about him and read about a lot of the others. And of course, about Lucy Letby, who came up in our first episode here the um, oh she's back in the news by the way um has she left the news (laughs) well i mean she's uh about to get a retrial i believe for some of the attempts oh i did see that yeah yeah yeah. for Mm. one of the i think for one of the attempted murders or something like that i saw that earlier um and for those who if you didn't listen to that first episode and aren't british and don't know what is going on with this this is a british nurse who murdered a ton of babies um too many and I'm say too many too many babies for sure uh so one of the things that came up including in her story um and that came up in a lot of the stories that i read is that there were signs <laughs> and like everyone knew yes. you know um this also i can't remember what the name of the doctor or whatever was but there was that movie that I watched a few months ago that had Eddie Redmayne and uh, Jessica Chastain in it that was about another 
doctor like this who or a nurse the good nurse it was called the good nurse okay. <laughs> um you know another murderous nurse um from like a decade or so ago and like yeah one of the things that strikes me is that these doctors and nurses who are clearly hurting and killing patients just kind of get moved along in yeah. the system instead yeah. of like not just fired but like like prosecuted or anything like that yeah right? like they, they is... don't see punishment for a long time even this though people that's... know they're doing it consistently fucking crazy to me and right. and it isn't just by any means isn't just stories about about medical practitioners in to, in the police teaching oh God, yeah uh, mm -hmm. in showbiz yeah. there's so fucking goddamn many stories of people doing atrocious things yes and it being quietened down closing ranks yeah. moving on right and carrying on elsewhere horrible i think yeah all those professions you just mentioned are, are great examples of that and that's a wild thing to me that mm. like amongst the stuff that we've talked about that's one of the hardest things to wrap my head around is just that idea of closing ranks and just mm. letting this stuff get by for whatever the reason is whether it's mm. like to protect the institution um you know to protect someone because you think that you're allowed to do that like whatever mm. the case may be like i think of the the podcast teacher's pet which actually led to the arrest of a man for murder 30 years after it happened um, but that like the stories from that were like basically a school where like all the teachers were sleeping with students. <laughs> it was just like normal. Everyone did this. And so they just kind of like shut up about it and mm. everyone knew and mm. that was fine. So in this case, talking about medical murder and not whatnot, one of the most egregious examples of this was a doctor named Michael Swango. A doctor who was so well known for the frequent deaths of his patients, colleagues called him Double O Swango, a reference to James Bond's license to kill. Oh, good one. Yeah, good Very one, good. except like that's a red, red, red flag. Oh, yeah, huge, <laughs> huge. But if you've got a colleague who has become known for his murdering people, give him yeah, a funny nickname. Like, give him a funny nickname. Just maybe like after you tell your superiors or whatever oh here he comes here he <laughs> gives double o, double o swango, swango. <laughs> <laughs> wink wink um yeah. yeah this started really early with him he attended southern illinois university school of medicine where, where is this uh, gentleman from where did these horrific acts take place did i not just tell you the first part of this Oh, okay. <laughs> I like you asked me that like literally as I was saying the phrase Southern Illinois University. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the first of which Southern Illinois University is where we start here. So uh, other students there were unsettled by the fact that he was way more into dying patients than was normal. Red which, flags all over the place. Yeah, and it was also the case, as you may recall, with Dr. Jack Kevorkian, who mm -hmm. went on to become the most famous practitioner of physician-assisted suicide. We did an open on that a while back. We did. Uh, so you can check that out. Um, but in Swango's case, he didn't seem to show that he felt a particular compassion for the dying. Like, with Kevorkian, it was like once he, like, he was really fixated on the process of dying, but, yes. like, he kind of put that into, like, how can I make, like, the death penalty more humane and things like that before he went into the physician assisted suicide thing. Swango was not like that. He just really enjoyed watching people die. 
this actually ended up delaying his graduation because he was having such a good time working as an ambulance attendant where people died all the time that he neglected his studies and was essentially held back in his med school. Graduate he did, though. And from there, he moved on to Ohio State University Medical Center and immediately shit got shifty. Super quick pause here, right? Sure. I know that I know that an accompanying discussion to this over these past few weeks has been the has been the search to find something to empathize in in killers yes. like this, right? Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm confronting this now? I mean, this this idea that Swango was just doing the killings because he fucking loved it, right? I, that gives me something to cling on to. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that sounds dark and everything, but something about that makes I can, sense. I can understand that. I can conceptualize <laughs> that. I can, I can, I get it, you know? Right. If, let's, if, let's go back to Lucy Leppy, for example, sure. right? If on the stand she'd gone, yes, I did kill these six babies because I had an, a, just an absolute desire to do it. And so I did it and I regret nothing. I can box that off. I can fucking, you know, I can I can make sense of that. Uh, mm-hmm. More so than I can make sense of this anonymous breath of fucking air of a, of a, of a live, laugh, love, anonymous fucking nothing right. of, a, of a person who just kills. For, for, why? for why? Especially since, yeah, from all indications, it seems like she... She didn't love it. She no, <laughs> had a lot no. of uh, upsetting feelings about it. But then at the same time, like, you know, the idea of someone being deeply conflicted, I think, is something mm. I can empathize with as well. Why do I why do I do the things I don't want to do? What is compelling me to do this? Uh, can I, I wonder, empathize more with Taylor Shabusiness than I can with Lucy Leppy? I think I probably I, can. I was going to say, I feel like there's something... <laughs> to this here that before you're like i would talk to taylor's business or whatever mm. like she gruesomely murdered someone and loved it and like has no remorse about it that should that should be a like a non-starter yeah. but yeah. there's something there that you are relating to mm. um which i think also we kind of talked about and we'll like when i finish this we'll come back of around course. to the empathy conversation but mm. the first time that we talked about this that was one of the things that we discussed was like does our being able to understand a motive Mm. impact the degree to which we feel empathy towards someone like which innocent like that's what empathy is right like being able to put yourself in someone else's position um you know uh, but yeah i think that's that's an interesting thought there Mm. so yeah love to watch people die Moved to uh, Ohio State Medical Center um, and colleagues noticed that people who were in more or less stable condition would suddenly drop dead during his shifts. And uh, to their credit, in this case, upon hearing this, the hospital canceled his residency. Good, thank you. Yeah, like, okay, cool. But like, if you think someone is maybe killing people, simply Mm. firing them doesn't seem like enough like this it it's like the, short doesn't it <laughs> right it's like the thing with like Tahrir and the eating a baby thing it's like yeah, they kicked him out yeah, of the yeah, yeah. like hospital but like you yeah. think he ate a child mm. shouldn't you follow shouldn't up you follow up a little bit on yeah. that yeah 
so they canceled his residency, but they did not, you know, do anything further. Um, and because this was the 80s and before the internet, it was really easy to just sort of pick up and move somewhere else and carry on what you were uh, doing. Yeah. yeah. And that would end up kind of being his M.O. Initially, he moved back to his hometown in Illinois and he became an EMT. But, and Mark, this is absolutely insane. He poisoned his own colleagues in the ambulance with arsenic. In the ambulance. In the ambulance with arsenic. Nope. What? No respect for that at all. No. Uh, And this put him behind bars for aggravated battery for five years, which, again, feels pretty lenient for trying to murder five people. (laughs) It's here. It's the lack of self-control that I have issues with. (laughs) Um, If 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 you enjoy it that much, pal, Uh space them out. (laughs) Right. Like doing something like that where it's like, like, who else are they going to think did it, buddy? Exactly. Space them out. Because now you've got greedy and mm. you've had a load at once and now you're not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's just myopic is what mm. that is. It's impulsive. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing with like most of these people is like there has to be a degree of impulsivity to it because, you know, I mean, obviously there are serial killers who are planners. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. That yes. is a thing. But, yeah. you know, with a lot of this kind of stuff, there's a degree to which like I have to do it and I, and I will do it. And I think that's true of all murderers right like even if you have planned this long term whatever you are following an impulse that you know you shouldn't be uh and he is just a particularly impulsive person yeah 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 super impulsive once he got out of prison in 1989 he moved on to virginia and then south dakota and in both places he just kind of forged his way into medical practice He wrote on documents that he had been in jail for two years for a misdemeanor after fighting with co-workers instead of five years for trying to kill them. He did. None of them. They weren't successful, were they? No, none of them actually died. They were covered. Good. 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 Yeah. He even went so far as to fake a letter from the governor of Virginia claiming that his rights to vote and serve on a jury had been restored, which is a lot. Well, again thorough you're getting greedy mate yeah right (laughs) um but yeah background checks not being what they are today they pretty much just accepted those things oh and Um, here's a here's a letter from the president governor yeah yeah oh interesting yeah (laughs) um the queen says that he's actually a model citizen (laughs) and she's considering (laughs) knighting him dropped it on his own doormat oh what's this (laughs) (laughs) um and in south dakota he at least on the surface seemed to be behaving. Obviously, we can't know for sure whether or not he was mm. killing people on the sly, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence of it. And he probably could have stayed there at least for a while, except that he got cocky and decided to apply to the American Medical Association, a group which conducts far more extensive background checks than hospitals mm. generally did and was immediately like, uh, no, you tried to murder people. <laughs> you this can't letter be a from the governor is in your writing. Yeah, right. Um, So in 1994, he fled to Zimbabwe, the jig being up on him in the United States. And according to Bruce Sackman, who is an investigator on this case, quote, when he was there, he killed men and women and children, everyone. 
The medical staff in Zimbabwe were competent, though, and they started to realize that something was going on, and they tried uh-huh. to charge him, but he beat the charges. <sighs> Which is, like, to me, I think incredible because, like, I think people always, like, go, like, oh, Africa, when they think of, like, you know, sure. the poor, like, yep, yep, yep. oh, poor hospitals, things like that. Like, oh, they need white people to go over and fix things. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, the infrastructure. Yeah. yeah, right. And in Zimbabwe, like, the medical professionals figured him out and turned him in. They didn't try to pass mm. him along to someone. They put him through the courts, you know, or like, this guy is murdering people. So they were far ahead of these American hospitals that just kind of bounced him around. Um, He was arrested upon returning to the U.S. to renew his passport, though. And while they couldn't initially get him on murder, they could hold him because he'd lied on legal documents. Uh, So they locked him up and they started digging. And it was then that they found an unsettling pattern behind him going all the way back to med school. Wherever he went, South Dakota aside, people died when he was around. Quote, at various stops during his career, some colleagues had reported seeing Swango inject patients with an unknown substance shortly before they died. It was reported on another occasion that he emerged from a dying patient's room with a smile on his face. According to Sackman, uh, quote, I've heard and I've read and we've discussed that it was somewhere in the vicinity of 60 people. Wow. Medical serial killers kill so many people that even when they cooperate, they can't even remember yeah yeah just that's a it's a wild thing to say like it is these guys are so prolific at killing they honestly don't even know how many times they've done it it's just Uh, like brushing your teeth you know to 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 use the british example of the good dr shipman right went to his grave man no real clear picture of the number of his victims yeah there's Uh, no way for us to know that you know Uh, it's some it's it's been suggested like 250 300 victims yeah it's yeah and we'd have no idea none um and nor would he probably Mm. (laughs) that's what's so bananas um so in the end swango was only tried and convicted for four of those deaths because the thing about medical murders is they are super hard to prove yeah yeah most people who come into the hospital especially the ones who are being targeted by guys like this are sick so it's difficult to say that the person definitely wouldn't have died without outside intervention, mm. even if it seems clear that that's the case. This difficulty is part of why Dr. William Husel may have gotten away with killing 25 patients, although, again, we can never really know for sure. Mm. Husel was on trial in Ohio in 2019 in one of the largest murder cases in the state's history. It was alleged that between 2015 and 2018, he had been overprescribing lethal doses of opioids, including fentanyl, to his patients. According to the prosecutor, many of the patients to whom these drugs were prescribed were not alert when they were admitted. Thus, quote, there would be no legitimate legitimate medical reason to administer opioids as painkillers. If someone's not feeling pain because they're not alert, why would you prescribe them opioids? In one case... Uh, An 82-year-old woman with stomach pain was ordered 2,000 micrograms of fentanyl about five minutes before she died, according to a lawsuit. Quote, such an amount of the synthetic opioid would be 20 times higher than what would be appropriate for a patient, depending on their size and circumstance. 
It's posited that even though everyone would have known that was an unhinged amount of fentanyl to give someone, he either persuaded people into accepting it or they felt they didn't have the authority to overrule him. Mm. It's not great. Murder is a difficult charge to prove, and Husel, for his part, exercised his right to remain silent and not incriminate himself, meaning the prosecution was missing a hugely important method for convincing juries. A motive. Mm. Why the fuck would a doctor intentionally cause people to overdose on fentanyl? 200 times the lethal dose. 20. 20 times. Oh, 20. Sorry. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Too many times. Double, okay, you fucked up something. You wrote it down wrong. 20 times? Come on. Um, It it strains credulity, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. To Uh, the point where, you know, colleague after colleague after colleague coming across heinous fuck-ups like this and just simply fucking passing the buck over and over again. It, it, It... I, like you said, they one colleague doing this. All right, fair enough, I get it. But people talk, you know. Surely, right. fuck, people, you know, share, uh, share their experiences and share their findings. It is insane to think that that can happen. Yeah, because so you know, often. you know, he prescribes two thousand micrograms of fentanyl. People are in the room. You know, they mm. leave that room and they go, "Holy yeah. shit! Did how you much? see how much he just yeah, prescribed?" Yeah. Like. And then this just keeps happening and people keep dying. Like, come the fuck on here. Um, But yeah, without motive, all you can really say is that maybe he was just really bad at his job. But Mm. incompetence is not the same thing as murder. No. According to CNN, over 50 witnesses testified for the prosecution, including doctors, nurses, and administrative employees of Mount Carmel Hospital West, where Husel worked as the night ICU physician. Mm. Family members detailed the stories of their loved ones declining quickly once at the hospital, as well as their experiences with Husel and the ICU. Experts also told the court that the large fentanyl doses Husel gave to patients caused their deaths and were intended to accelerate the dying process, which in and of itself counts as murder. There's multiple sort of analogies that um, people use to describe this, but basically... Like one of them was that like, say you have like a candle, if you leave a candle, it'll eventually burn itself out, uh, yes. but you can hasten it by snuffing it. Okay. Uh, and, you know, if you snuff that candle out, it is your responsibility, right? Um, and that that's essentially like maybe these people would have died, but he snuffed that candle out rather than letting it burn out of naturally. Course. And that yeah, is of course. Um. The jury struggled to come to a verdict before ultimately finding him not guilty since they felt his guilt couldn't be proved beyond a reasonable doubt. As multiple articles I read about murderous doctors pointed out, these situations are hard to prove both in a court of law and within a hospital. Mm. Hospitals tend to take the side of the offending doctor if only to avoid major lawsuits that would ensue if they acknowledged, we've got a murderer working here. And this disempowers other medical professionals from reporting their suspicions in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's more likely that they'll see retaliation than that the doctor will see any sort of consequence. So people just kind of keep their mouth shut. But there's at least one case where it may have worked the opposite way. That of British nurse Colin Norris. 
In 2008, Norris was convicted of the murder of four patients and the attempted murder of a fifth. And he was dubbed the serial killer nurse. The patients had died of hypoglycemia, a condition in which blood sugar drops dangerously low. And at the time, experts testified that incidences of this were exceedingly rare, especially in a cluster like the one that had been, that had apparently occurred at the hospital in which he worked. Mm. It was alleged that Norris had either been present during or shortly before these hypoglycemic attacks and therefore must be responsible for them. For their part, the jury wasn't entirely convinced. He was convicted by a majority verdict, which means that at least one juror felt he was not guilty, which I don't know if that's a thing here. I think they all have to agree. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it was a thing here. I thought yeah. that a verdict had to be unanimous here too. Yeah, maybe maybe there are exceptions here. I don't know. Mm. I've never heard of this, but apparently this is a thing, um, mm. at least in Britain. Um and now that conviction is being more broadly challenged as medical experts say that what happened is actually not that rare at all. It was claimed at the time that Norris would have had to have injected these patients with insulin before their deaths to induce hypoglycemia. And mm. that this doesn't just happen spontaneously in patients who don't have diabetes and none of these patients did. The motive given was simply that he didn't like elderly people. And the similarity in M.O. to good old Dr. Shipman probably didn't endear him to anyone and played into no. people's fears about these angel of death medical professionals. As often is the case when it comes to using science in the courtroom, though, a lot of it is either guesswork, guesswork assumptions, or just straight up fucking wrong. Yes. <laughs> and actually... I think that would make a great episode. I'd love to talk about why so much of forensic science is absolute bullshit and how watching police pro procedurals has us thinking all of this is settled fact. This makes us shitty juries because if an expert takes the stand and explains the science to us, we yeah. take it at face value because, duh, they can tell this stuff. But they can't. Uh, certainly one to discuss with our dear Eileen when she next graces us with an episode. Well, she's got enough on her plate for the next episode that she's going to be of on, course. which will oh, be mid-October. Uh, cool. But we will, yeah, we can definitely put that uh, as one for Eileen later yeah. on. Um, but yeah, in the decade plus, like I said, since uh, Collins went to prison, medical knowledge about hypoglycemia has apparently shifted, and it's now accepted that it does, in fact, happen spontaneously, particularly to elderly patients, whether or not they have diabetes. Further, a good chunk of Collins's case hinged on the fact that he was present during all of these episodes. But it turns yeah. out that there were several other such cases in the hospital around that time when he wasn't on duty at all. They simply hadn't mentioned those in the initial trial. BBC Scotland investigations correspondent Mark Daly said of Norris's conviction, quote, from my own perspective, having investigated miscarriage cases for more than a decade, this is one of the most troubling cases I have ever seen. Now, to be clear, <laughs> I am not actually saying that Colin Norris didn't do it. Yes. I have no idea. I read some solid arguments to his guilt, and he really did seem to be pretty unpleasant about old people and had a history of other crimes like theft, including robbing his own father. Dude's not exactly Just a model a citizen, yeah. I'll grant. Back. However, <laughs> but... I have at least two friends who believe that there's a chance that Lucy Leppi is innocent. There you go, right? Because it's, 
aside from the 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 kind of the common denominator defense right it's all it's it's all circumstantial of course yeah exactly again this is why all of this stuff yeah, is hard yeah, yeah. to prove because there is yeah. no like unless you see well people did see lucy Leppy standing over dying babies but like unless you know you you watched her do it uh there's there's always doubt um but yeah this guy not a model citizen but there's two things i think worth mentioning here in wrapping up our hospital hell series uh-huh. for one one of the true horrors of stuff like this is how hard it is to sniff it out some things look like crimes that aren't some things don't look like crimes that are and sometimes it's really hard to convince people to intervene when something terrible is going on mm. As we've said many times, when you're ill or injured, you're at your most vulnerable. And it's unsettling to think that sometimes really bad people have control over whether we live or die. But the Colin Norris case also brings us back to empathy. Because, let's be real, he seems kind of shitty. And it can be a lot harder to fight for someone who's a giant asshole than someone whose story tugs at our heartstrings. It's easy to care when someone seems perfectly innocent or when they're only guilty of one small thing but have otherwise lived a blameless life. We can emphasize with someone who steals out of desperation or kills out of self-defense. When it comes to a guy who hates old people and steals from his own family, it doesn't exactly make you fired up to make sure that justice has been served. I recently looked up a pen pal program for inmates on death row. Nice. Uh, and there was one woman who the profile really made me like super sad when I read it. She had written something along the lines of, it feels like everyone has forgotten about me. So I Googled her after this, you know, um, and it turned out that she and her boyfriend had committed some violent sexual crimes and murders of women together, like kind of a like Carla Homolka and Paul Bernardo kind of situation, mm. like really terrible rapey shit. Um and they like the crimes were so heinous they'd even been discussed on at least one television crime show there are folks including her who see her as a victim of a manipulative partner who would never have done these things on her own but the fact remains that she did them seemingly yeah. gleefully so does it still make me sad that she feels forgotten in prison i don't know sort of <laughs> a part of me thinks no one deserves to feel that way but then I certainly don't feel any particular sadness at the thought of Russell Brand dying sad and alone. Um, it's complicated, Marco. Uh, are these guys who murder vulnerable people, they're supposed to help the worst of the worst? Maybe. But I don't know. What do you What do you think? Can you uh, there, is, there is almost a checklist is the wrong word but there is a, a collection of circumstances which 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 place people further and further and further away from my empathy mm. and that things like you know premeditation things like are you preying on somebody who is already vulnerable are you are you leveraging kind of power imbalances mm -hmm. mm. are you ill mm. um and it's almost like my own personal kind of it's almost like my own personal kind of beliefs that I need to go down and tick them off or cross them off. And I don't do this consciously with every fucking case that I read about. It's it's something that happens on its own. 
but there's there's always a kind of a, a reckoning in the back of my head when I'm reading about horrific cases like this, uh, and and if 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 the if it contains a kind of like my own my own personal checklist of heinous shit, if you're doing all that, I I don't know how can mm. I guess I guess. I guess what I'm arriving at here is that I don't think empathy is automatic and mm-hmm. and expected because there are certain there are cases where I don't think it's deserved. Sure. It's interesting. I mean this is the thing we'll come back to. Is it always is, is it is it always deserved? Is empathy always implied? It's the question, isn't it, right? Yeah. And, and to what end, right? I mean the thing that, you know, I think we sort of brought it back to with Dr. Ben Duffin Jones and all this kind of stuff is this idea of like the the limits of our empathy then also potentially mean the limits of our um capacity to understand when it's wrong to treat people poorly uh including oh, yeah. in the in incarceration and in that yeah. being sort of the center of this if we believe yeah. some people are beyond our empathy what can you do to them once you But on the other hand you know the most horrific fucking far removed from relatability kind of case i still wouldn't want i still don't believe that that you know uh, capital punishment or cruel and unusual punishment are called for i don't believe that that mm. extends to any human right even maybe there's something there that has to do with and maybe that's kind of what empathy entails too is a is an i don't need I don't need to be able to put myself in that person's shoes and I don't need to understand it to understand that a human should not be put through certain things. Yes. Yeah. But that's tough. And I think but, for a yeah, lot no, of people, that's tough. not a given. Like, mm. obviously, for a lot of Americans, the idea of, you know, capital punishment seems perfectly natural. Yes. Um, you know, and even the kinds of, you know, beatings and things like that that people yeah. get um, in prisons not, and stuff you know, like that seem perfectly natural. natural. enough to be uh, endorsed by, you know, my God. You know, I can, <laughs> Right, I can... yeah, exactly. Mm. Precisely that. So I think this is just an interesting sort of journey that we've taken. And like I said, we'll keep returning to this because I think it's never going to be a thing we've completely no. got a handle on. But, you know, for people who are entrusted with our care to betray it so much is certainly a test of, you know, how much it's, do one, we it's one of the biggest. It's one of empathize. the biggest tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So let us know your thoughts, dear listeners, on this. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this journey. Next week, I don't know what we'll talk about, but we're out of the hospital. We're, we're all better. We're going home. <laughs> We're all better. We, yeah, we're going to go home and rest for a while. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to Jack of All Graves and coming along on the Joag journey. As always, always, you can find us on all the socials except for Twitter at Jack of All Graves. I'm never everything. calling it X, by the way. I'm not. I'm no, not. Absolutely I'm not going to dignify it. Yeah. <laughs> We've had this conversation at Wisecrack, too. Like, do we just keep calling it Twitter? Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> check out our YouTube. Check out the Laydown podcast. Um, which we're Anything on. else that they should do, dear Marco? They should they should stay spooky, and we'll fucking see you next week. Here, here.